Hello, the Malam. Follow me. Trust you guys are doing great. I want to appreciate you for this awesome initiative and for committing your time and resources into coming up with uh, great episodes every fortnight. Uh, listening to the podcast uh, instills in me passion to effect positive change in the insurance industry. And I do hope to be part of you in the nearest future, to be part of what you're doing and to commit myself to it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Please don't stop. God bless you. We love you. Cheers. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our final episode of Asia Tech Business Series for the year 2020. Woo-hoo. I mean, it's been a long one coming. Um, well, if we're grateful for anything that happened this year, was the fact that out of all of the pandemic, I mean, that coronavirus brought to the world, it also brought us an array of opportunities and the InsurTech Business Series podcast was one of them. Damola, how do you feel about this? Uh, I'm pumped because uh, uh, we actually have been having a conversation around uh, starting off something like this, you know, even before this year. Well, one thing would just lead to another and then we don't start it off. But then, I mean, the lockdown came and we had no idea how or who would get on, uh, how we start off. But we yeah. just said, let's just do something. Let's start off. And yeah. Yeah. Here we are today. We're running since April 2020. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Speaking to a lot of amazing people and sharing a lot of, of, of knowledge even with our community. So it, it's been it's been it's been great. And big ups to all our listeners and all our community members for listening and sharing a comment and just you know being a part of the conversation. Yeah. Because you're listening like, to it and learning from it, that's what keeps us motivated to speak exactly. to these guys. And bring it. So thank you. Okay, so I know that we started in April, but in the course of all of our conversations, I've, I've realized that it's important for us that innovation in insurance is actually very important. I know that we've had um, changes from when, you know, the merchants came together to contribute as much as possible for insurance. You know, insurance evolved from there and, you know, it kept evolving until the particular time where it seemed as if it just stopped evolving. And now that you're having technology disruptions, it's so exciting to see, you know, having um, products being remodeled you know, um, all of that. So in the course of this conversation, I've learned a lot that, you know, insurance is bigger than what we think it is. And there's a lot more to do with insurance. I know that being my, you know, take home from majority of our conversation, technology coming, the um, change of um, distribution channels and models and methods, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of pricing and all of that. What, what was your take home? I mean, from April till now, we must have something that stood out. A lot of talking points, a lot of things learned. Uh, but one thing that uh, that really just stands out for me is the fact that as much as we are in different countries, different continents, we have a lot in common, especially in the mm-hmm. insurance industry. All right, uh, We all still struggle with this whole trust thing and yeah that is something that technology for example is helping to solve for right and that's why you are seeing a lot of conversations around technology coming into the industry to enable uh, the insurance business and i feel like that is one thing that we should if you have in mind you know within the next three five 
10 years, we have a lot in common, even as we are in different countries. And there's a lot that we can learn from each other as well. Looking at Africa, for example, we have different countries. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you look at the, the new accord that is going, going to be activated by January 1st, we have yeah. sent all African countries connected trade-wise, right? So that means yeah, that we, we, we are one. Like and, and so and so, there are a lot of things that we can learn from each other, you know, regions, you know, from from everywhere. And, and, and so, that, I think that that's that's one thing that I've, that I've picked up from all of our conversations, from the different people that we've spoken to uh, within I, the African totally, continent and outside. I I totally agree with you, and which brings me to the fact that even our speaker on this um, particular final version of our podcast is also you know one of those um, top leaders in insurance and you know our conversations are going to be around um distribution you know the simplification of insurance which i really think that is important at this particular time and i, I think it's one of the things that they are getting right in kenya now because if you keep on looking at um, one of the top five African countries that have successfully been able to increase their penetration index rates, Kenya actually happens to you know stand out as well. And I, I think it's important that um, you know these conversations are being brought to the fore. It, it yeah. seems like something that Nigeria could mirror to um, or buying in order for us to recreate how we sell our insurance and upscale insurance products. Coming on will be Gianna Bass, but I'm going to leave Damala to give the proper introduction. So, uh, yeah. Damala, who is Gianna Bass? Uh, yeah, Gianna Abbas is founder, CEO of Lamy Insurance Technologies, an insure tech uh, company operating out of Kenya. Uh, they use their expertise to provide uh, API technologies, you know, for insurance companies. Uh, in order to help them scale uh, their insurance products you know, to, to large markets. Uh, they're basically just uh, enabling faster and broader uh, expansion of sale of insurance to more people, uh, to get more people included in finance and you know to improve the, the penetration of insurance. Uh, just like both of us, <laughs> she didn't have a background in insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's young as well. Uh, she's she's a millennial again, like both of us. She's a perfect guest to end the year with. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Jihan, welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Great, great. Uh, how are you doing? How how has how has it been? We've been following you a bit now, and you've been in, in, engaging a lot of things. Uh, but first of personally, how are you? I'm yeah, not not too bad. You know, there's uh, lots of lots of stuff to do, lots of work, but uh, nonetheless, it's been a really exciting year for us. So I'm really grateful, and yeah, yeah so far so good. No, oh, right. That, that's good. You, you launched your product and everything this year, right? And so, I mean, that's why yes. you said it's been an interesting year. So, I mean, we'll get into a lot of, uh, uh, we'll get into that uh, later on. But uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself? So, who is Jihan Abbas? Yeah. So, I grew up in, in Kenya at the coast uh, in a very small, very small town. And I 
sort of uh, decided to go to university in the UK uh, for my undergraduate degree. I studied finance actually, and my first career was uh, working on a trading desk uh, in the city of London as a commodities trader. So that was actually my uh, initial sort of, um, you know, where I thought my life would, would go. Mm. And then I became obsessed with insurance, and uh, it's probably a huge, huge turn. So I started off in a very, what I thought at the time was a stressful career, and I quit. Okay. And I, I think I've uh, managed to surpass the levels of stress that I uh, experienced. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That, that, that's that's interesting. There's no history or there's no previous engagement in insurance, but then now you are pioneering uh, something in the insurance space. How did it all start? Where did it all come from? I mean, like, why insurance? Well, how it started was I was um, actually back home on holiday uh, in Mombasa in Kenya. And I was speaking to a waiter who told me he didn't have health insurance. And then I started to do research about um, the insurance industry. Um, When I got back home and I realized actually, you know, not only he didn't have insurance, but actually only 3% of Africans have insurance. So I became very, very um, obsessed with um, understanding why there was such a big gap, particularly in Kenya, where there's so many insurance companies in the market, but only 2.8% of Kenyans have insurance. Um, and from then on, it's been a, yeah, it's been a very long journey to try to crack that uh, low penetration uh, barrier. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ali Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. Mm, wow. So we'll get into um, what you're engaged in so far, but like in terms of um, your experience in industry so far, your engagement with the industry, how has it been? Can you tell us a bit about, I mean, your experience getting into insurance and how it all started and then what you are seeing right now? Yeah, I would say that there's been a lot of changes over the past two years. So when I started this in about uh, 2018, that's when we started um, building the technology that's Lamy. Okay the landscape was completely different. So you'd actually not see a lot of the insurance companies were even more traditional than they are today, even though they're still, I think, quite behind. It was even worse at that time. You know, they, nobody even knew what an API is at that Mm -hmm. time. It was quite difficult to convince them that, you know, they needed to think outside the box and, and change the way they do things. The insurance industry, from what I, it hadn't really changed for 50 or 60 years. It was pretty yeah. much the same as uh, the times when my, my granddad was buying his insurance. So I would say that today I, I see a lot more positive changes. And I think the young companies coming into the market have sort of forced these underwriters to start thinking outside the box. Yeah. You talked on something that, I mean, talk about technology, I mean, that how it has changed the industry. And then... Talking about change, right? Uh, some of these new companies like your company have forced that change. Well, what about the customers? Uh, is there anything that you are seeing or what you have noticed from the customer angle that is forcing this change that we are seeing or beginning to see in the industry? Yeah, definitely. I would say that uh, direct, uh, so traditionally insurance companies in Kenya don't really target, you know, individual customers. They mostly target mm. uh, corporate business. Corporates, and that's uh, why the insurance penetration level is still so low. But now, you know, customers are actually become, have become very, people have become very tech savvy. And, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, have always been quite tech savvy in Kenya. 
people use mobile money people use apps like jumia to order things online and they you know using all these like social media apps so in terms of like the expectations I think mm-hmm. the expectations of what people want have actually changed dramatically and now they started to impose the high standards you know that they used to also mm-hmm. to the insurance industry um mm-hmm. even though I think it's still a bit early but I I think we're going to see a lot more of that you know customers demanding more from insurance mm-hmm. I think I think that could only help the industry to get better just talking about the the, the Nigerian space I and mean, especially the banking sector here I mean a lot of things from the customer angle as well as push the industry to be better you know customer service is a lot better than what it used to be and so yeah yeah the pressure is there but i mean i think it only uh, bode well for the industry and so talking about the technology aspect now for example when you look at uh, africa right yes insurance is is is, is important but uh, the kind of products that those customers would be consuming would not be wouldn't be uh, the expensive ones you know so how how do you think that uh, technology can help yeah i definitely think that um, at least from the kenyan market you know everybody uses okay. mobile money and tesa is okay. used by everybody mm. you know so when you look at that and you ask yourself why hasn't the insurance industry been able to leverage on that mm. you know it's a, it's a big question mark there yeah Yeah. And the big reason for that is is the fact that the insurance companies have have never developed digital products like products mm. that are fully end to end digital. So Safaricom has actually tried to launch a few insurance products okay. um you know but the problem had been that when somebody the, the purchase process is very digital so mm. you buy through USSD on your phone mm. but actually the policy administration registration and all those other components is done by people sitting in the back office so they mm. all those products actually failed and were not able to successfully reach the market the, the market that they were targeting mm. because at the end of the day only uh, one one small component of it was digitized the rest was still okay. manual and i think okay. that's the biggest uh, problem that we need to overcome so that we can actually leverage fully on mm. on um, you know the uh, mobile technology mm. yeah i mean you talked about mobile money there I mean Kenya is <laughs> that's the headquarters when you talk about uh, mobile money how 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 did it get so successful in 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 Africa I mean Mpesa leading that front how what, how did it happen I mean I look at it from a Nigerian perspective because yes uh, we have a large population right and one of the ways that uh, more people can get uh, uh, <clears throat> involved in finance and you know, the whole financial inclusion uh, conversation is leveraging mobile technology and mobile money you know and stuff like that i would say the convenience of uh, of mobile money you know you don't really need so the, one of the biggest pro- biggest problems you had in the past in terms of uh, opening bank accounts um mm. there was a huge barrier to entry so most people were not able to open bank accounts because they okay. had to deposit a, a maximum sorry a minimum of $150 to be able to open a bank account mm. so that's why um you know mobile money took off because you don't you, there's no barrier to entry anybody could have signed up Mm. and anybody could start using it versus mm. all the traditional banks that we had you know that had this huge cap um that most mm. people couldn't reach but mm. i think the one thing that's been ignored for you know we hear a lot of talk about financial inclusion mm-hmm. but the financial security aspect of it is completely ignored and that's what insurance brings forward you know people here in africa rely on single sources of income however they're mm. not protecting that 
So then yeah. at the end of the day, there's no point of having a bank account. There's no point of having a, a way to keep your money when you don't have the security to actually sustain and to ensure that that income is is completely secure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. So let's talk about Lamy and Griffin now. Right. So, so prior to now, we've had conversations with some people even from Kenya, Kenny's Miner, who runs an insurance marketplace. And it was quite interesting, I mean, her thoughts around the industry and, and the kind of improvements that are happening in that space. We've had conversations with tech companies leveraging insurance, right? So we've talked to Dr. Ikemeneto, who runs Wella Health here in Nigeria. They are leveraging insurance in order to sell malaria care, right? So we have a malaria insurance cover. And then health insurance as well is being sold through a lending uh, platform, ELA. Uh, we had Akin Jones, who is the CEO. It's going to be interesting to hear you know, what LAMI is doing and you know what's friction you're looking to solve in the market especially i mean from the kenyan perspective so lami is an insurance as a service platform um we've digitized the entire insurance value chain mm. um kyc pricing underwriting claims uh fraud detection all these other components that you need all in one platform and api mm. that you can use to integrate into any front end so you can embed insurance products in existing platforms and also you can use it to create and distribute your own products for us at lami when you look at the problem of low insurance penetration that's the problem that we're trying to solve okay if you look at a direct to consumer product you'll never get there to be able to actually have an impact on that 3% penetration level mm. however we felt that if you give others the tools to be able to create and distribute products mm. in a very cost effective way can mm. go take a product to market in only 4 weeks using our API. Mm. You know, that's we felt that, that that's the best way to have impact and to reach as many people as possible. So you plug into platforms that have millions of users, hundreds of thousands of users mm. and make insurance available there. It also gives you a chance to leverage on the trust mm. um that has already been built with your customers mm. to add a you know to include insurance for them and at the mm. same time it gives businesses an additional revenue stream. Mm, yeah that, that's interesting i mean i remember uh, our conversation with Eunice Miner and you know she she said that uh, the insurance companies they know that they need to digitize but they don't know how to do it i think that lami might be providing that kind of opportunity to help them do that can you explain what exactly or how your model works right because i understand that you're not a comparison site but then you work with uh, insurance companies so how does that work and how does the comp- the the customer eventually benefit from the whole engagement from your platform sure so we work with about 17 insurance companies that operate in east africa uh, some oh, wow. across africa and basically we we are the middle layer that connects the supply and demand of insurance so with the distribution right. partners so we plug mm. into online platforms recently we launched on Jumia um and oh, you wow. know these kinds of digital businesses we plug in insurance there and they mm-hmm. can basically select the products that they think fit their demographics mm. the, the Jumia partnership that's huge right uh, so what was the thought around you know that kind of partnership and why do you think that it was quite important and do you think that these are kind of things that we begin to see Absolutely you know I think um you see it very much uh, you know it's very prevalent in Asia you see like all mm. these big online uh, marketplaces selling insurance because at the end of the day people are very uh, they're very used to using these platforms people use mm. their, they use Jumia to do food deliveries they yeah. use Jumia to buy other things that they may, may need as well you know 
so why not buy insurance there why not have it uh, why not have insurance products available there so what we're trying to do is not only um you know bring insurance to the customers where they are mm. but secondly um you know give start selling insurance in context so when somebody for example is buying food for their cat mm-hmm. automatically you can suggest to them and tell them why don't you buy pet insurance since mm-hmm. you have a cat mm-hmm. you know it allows you to now use the data and mm-hmm. embed products in the right way at the exact mm-hmm. time when somebody might take it up mm, yeah yeah earlier we mentioned digital products and how there is a scarcity of that in the market at the moment going forward now uh, some of the products that we have in the market i mean i envisage that they would have to change some would have to be totally you know reimagined and, and things like that there are some school of thoughts that we should leverage creating products around a subscription model and some user based uh, insurance products what do you think can work for the african markets now i think there's a lot of products um we're currently working on an interesting one for motorcycle riders uh okay. i think there's there's a big gap for tailored insurance products here mm. because we still use you know the traditional one size fits all or three options mm. for mm. insurance products yeah. versus, you, know, <laughs> you know assessing people and then saying okay this would work best for you mm. um so i think there's a big big gap for that especially um pairs you drive for car insurance mm. motorcycle insurance um these kinds of insurances you know that um are the bigger sellers mm-hmm. here you know the one thing that technology helps with the reason why these products have not been available why you cannot pay for your car insurance on a daily basis or a weekly basis or an hourly basis is because the insurance companies don't have the capability to collect the premiums from you mm. but now using technology or using for example the Lamy API it gives these insurance companies the ability to not only collect these premiums but keep track reconcile all in real time so they don't have to um mm. manually do all these things that's why they haven't been able to launch these products because they would mm. manually have to keep track of it and it would be very time consuming and very costly for them Hi I'm Dr Neto founder and CEO of Wella Health where we're working on affordable access to healthcare using technology and alternative care pathways microinsurance being central to our work I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsureTech business series where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. So, you started off this journey 2018 and launched into the markets beginning of this year. How has the reception been? I mean, I'm quite interested to hear about the reception especially from in Kenya right uh how did they react to what you guys are doing and what is it now you know then you know and now to what you're doing yeah. not not you personally now I'm coming to you personally but like for your business and what you're bringing to the market when you we were building out the technology you know we would approach underwriters to create more flexible products with us and they would be a bit skeptical you know they would be a bit mm. afraid of of you know uh, taking that leap but now okay. we have insurance companies uh, reaching out to us asking us to wow. integrate to do mm. products with them which has been a really really big turn and change uh, and it's been really exciting to finally see you know the insurance industry um mm. embracing the technology and also embracing i think there was always the mentality of i can do this myself 
Yeah. Now, you know, they're kind of changing that mentality and embracing the whole partnership model, which at the end um, of the day makes most the most sense for them because by the time they build out all the tech, launch a product, it's going to be two years and there's new things already that yeah, have been developed, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, so it gives them a way to, you know, instead of having to play catch up, they can actually be mm. thinking about their customer base and creating the products that their customer base mm. would like to see. Mm. Um, we launched our first product, the Griffin app, um, which is a motor insurance app that runs on Lamy at the end of okay. January. Okay. Uh, and we've had such great um, responses in the market for that product. It, it's the first of its kind here in the region. Mm. You can buy your motor policy in less than two minutes. You can pause, mm. upgrade and downgrade your insurance for the first time here. Wow. wow. Um, and people were really excited about that product. You know, they were really excited that, you know, they had ownership of their insurance versus, mm. you know, mm. before where they would just have to pay in uh, one lump sum and never never contact the insurance company again you know? <laughs> yeah. so this way they can actually track their claims all our claims are settled in seven days so okay. it's something more exciting for them a big change you mentioned some things here now and then you pause your your policy you know buy in two minutes these are some of the things that I mean looking at the African market generally they're strange but when you look at Europe and, and America these are some of the things that are I mean, it's almost like it's normal to them. Like the market is embracing, has embraced all of those things, you know, uh, going forward. Now, uh, before the African market now, in terms of claims, because I mean, that's one huge gain in the market. You know, how, how is technology, how is Lamy Griffin you know, tackling that, uh, that aspect? Because at the end of the day, you are not the one that is paying the claim, right? It's the insurance companies. Exactly. What goes into all of this. So at the moment, all the claims are settled within seven, within seven days versus industry average of 60 to 90 days here in Kenya. Mm. Um, I would say that we can definitely automate claim okay. payouts using our platform and API. However, insurance companies are not yet at the level where they are allowing, um, you know, people to automate that process mm, fully. Okay. So in terms of technology, in terms of the technology, I think the main thing, the main benefit of why even the turnaround time is quite fast is because um, all the information is uh, uploaded via okay. the app. Okay. The insurance company can see all the information using dashboards mm. and just decide to accept or not accept based on the information. We also make sure that we collect all the KYC documentation before okay. uh, during the purchase process so that we make sure that um, afterwards you don't have, we don't, we're not, you know, one of the big problems we have here in Kenya is people going back and forth asking you, send us this piece yeah, of information, send yeah. us that. But we are connected to various uh, databases that we can actually verify all the okay. KYC information okay. prior mm, mm. to make sure that later on, Mm. Uh, when it comes time for paying of claims, you know, it's it's faster. And in terms of pricing, we also spend yeah. a lot of time on pricing products, making sure that we're giving the right price. So we've built a lot of uh, algorithms around risk-based pricing um, mm. that we're still working on fully using. And once insurance mm. companies are open and allow us to price products, and hopefully even with that, we'll be able to minimize claims as well because you'll be pricing products correctly. Mm, okay, that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. So... For you now, personally, there are not so many millennials playing majorly in the insurance industry. How was the perception of the industry, or I mean, how was what were those engagements like, you know, initially for you, and how has that changed today? I think when you're able to show a track record, people are more open to listening mm. to you and seeing, you know, what it is that you have to offer. Luckily, when we launched our product at the end of January, you know, 
we we got pretty good press coverage people were really excited about our product and mm. that comes with a certain level of outreach people reach out to us and ask us to you know how can we help them on their transformational journey how okay. can they use our api so there's mm. been a big change in that sense i would say that prior to that it was mostly people you know they would we would just show them demos but they didn't really see the real effect in terms of what the market okay. thinks of a product like this but now mm. uh, people are more i think it's become more clear the insurance industry is 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 a male dominated industry right and you are a young woman entering into that space initially or even till now has that whole cloud you know affected the way your business has as as grown or you know in terms of the engagements with, with other members of the industry yeah i would say that insurance is definitely very much male dominated and there's not a lot of people my age <laughs> in the industry yeah. in terms of um, <laughs> trying to disrupt the industry yeah before, i would also have a lot of issues sometimes i would email people and i would uh, get a reply saying mr abbas mr jahan abbas <laughs> wow and i would get really upset wow. about it it's very common i don't know how we can change that i think maybe it's even a problem it's also a problem in the technology industry in mm-hmm. general you know, there's not a lot yeah, of women yeah. in companies mm-hmm. uh, in tech as well Um, but you know I hope that the small role that I can play in changing yeah. that yeah I hope I can make a small impact there at least but yeah. it's definitely been quite difficult I would say people sometimes don't take you as seriously as they should mm-hmm. but your work speaks for you so that's what I always say so mm-hmm. at the end of the day that you know they might uh, be skeptical or they might expect somebody a lot older or a man mm-hmm. your work speaks mm-hmm. for you yeah so I try to do the best that I can in that on that front Oh wow that, that that's that's absolutely definitely already doing amazingly in that in that regard I mean we started a project recently which we called uh, IBS Women in Insurance here in Nigeria and really not just for Nigeria but for Africa really just uh, speaking to I mean it got to a time that we we saw that we were mainly speaking to to men right and say hey there are a lot of women actually doing a lot of great stuff in in the industry and i look at i looked at the insurance industry and we see a lot of women who are mds of insurance companies who are leading some of the stakeholders um, in in the industry and i say these are amazing people doing amazing stuff with knowledge and experience and doing excellent work so why not we uh, celebrate this woman and definitely you are and we are definitely happy to to speak with you and and tell your story and 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 get the right uh, people to notice to notice you and, and what you're doing now in terms of the industry right the regulator plays a huge role uh, creating that enabling environment for the banking sector here in Nigeria I, I'm not so conversant with that of Kenya that's more progressive and you see a lot of fintechs i mean fintech space in nigeria is 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 huge that has not translated to the insurance industry right so how pivotal a role does the you know regulator play you know and i think that for the regulator in kenya they are more progressive so what do you think that the the other regulators in africa can learn really from what you guys have done there yeah i would say that the regulator here is um they have a mission and vision to uh, increase insurance penetration as well and i mm. think that's really important and they've realized that technology and insurtech is going to play a big role in that they've even launched a sandbox 
Okay. I don't know when the first cohort is going to be, but they've been working with um I think uh, governments from Singapore to launch a, a sandbox here for insurtech. Okay. Uh I think it's really exciting. I think it's really exciting that the regulator is, you know, looking at innovation and and trying to embrace it instead of stifle it, but which I think you see in yeah. other markets. So I think it's really mm. really great to see and I hope that they'll continue to be more flexible and open. I think one of the the biggest things they need to revisit is the barrier to becoming an insurance company. So in Kenya we have the highest yeah. rate of capital in the world. So it costs 6 million dollars to get an insurance license in Kenya. Uh and I think wow. that uh, they need to sort of assess that and see what role you know having such a huge barrier plays in restricting startups from entering that market and changing the industry as a whole because at the end of the day people always have to still rely on underwriters and yeah, if the underwriters yeah. are not thinking outside the box then you know it's very difficult to actually have an impact the regulatory is quite important and you need to encourage and and I'm I'm happy to hear about the the sandbox so for lami now what's what's the future like what what are you pushing towards i mean what's the next big thing for lami what are you working on what are you pushing for in the nearest in the nearest future i started lami with the intention of you know getting insurance to more people making it accessible yeah. so the more people i can get insurance to using our api the happy i'll be um i hope mm. that uh, i think that the insurance industry is going to completely go digital over the next few years similar to what you see in banking in the banking industry and finance mm, yeah. um and i hope that uh, lami will be a pillar in that and will be the facilitator in helping others to create and distribute products i hope that as many as possible uh, digital insurance policies run through our platform you know for me um you made it as easy as possible we're going to be making our apis available so that anybody can just you know just get the documentation and integrate it and implement okay Mm. You know so that's a, mm. a a very big part for us. I want to hear your thoughts now in terms of technologies that that would really help the industry to grow, you know, going forward. What technologies do you think that would be very key for insurance companies to begin to at least start learning about and start integrating into their system? I mean, you leverage APIs for example I think we're going to see a lot of AI use of AI for claims processing also natural language processing all these mm. kinds of things are going to become basically machine learning is going to have a bigger role to play in insurance mm. and I think that's going to be really exciting it's going to be a game changer mm. in terms of uh, the time frame it takes to process claims because instead yeah. of it taking us 7 days you can process a claim in maybe 10 seconds and that's going to be yeah have a huge impact on how people yeah. view insurance and mm. how people um whether people trust you know that problem of people not trusting their insurance company is going to be completely mm. eliminated yeah i hope that we start seeing those uh, use of technology very soon mm. okay yeah so, so in terms of funding now what's what's that like i know that i mean you've been a part of some some events uh, at the ITC global i know they part of that uh, but in terms of attracting funding are you seeking funds at the moment or where, where are you at now uh we are fundraising at the moment we are fundraising from a few vcs um and hopefully right. we'll be able to close that by the end of the year um wow. i i think that um insurtech is still very new even for vcs mm. you know they still are, they always have questions they try to understand yeah. Yeah. um you know a little bit more about the industry but you know 
I would say that the main thing to look at generally is the although there's three percent penetration in the market, there's ninety seven percent of people that don't have insurance, mm. and that's the value. Opportunity. That's exactly yeah. that's the opportunity mm. that's in mm. this market. Mm. That, that, that's 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 an interesting point for to, to mention because the insurance industry, maybe around the world, but I think in Nigeria, right. I mean, there's a lot of talk around the uh, insurance companies, you know, being competitive. And I look at it that hey, with less than one percent penetration, there's actually no, <laughs> there's no competition, right? Uh, because there are uh, people who don't have some form of insurance, right? So the opportunity is there. So it's just about you know leveraging what needs to be leveraged, technology, for example, changing that mindset and and you know tapping that market. The, there are a lot of opportunities there, and I think that uh, you know, what you're doing and, and and technology generally would would help the industry. Apart from East Africa, you're a tech company, so I imagine that you definitely want to uh, go beyond just East Africa. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know that's why again uh, the API model makes it very easy. You just have to partner with underwriters in any market, and we're ready to mm. ready to start distribution. Right, that, 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 that's, that's great. So for whoever is listening that wants to reach out, how can they reach out uh, to your LinkedIn or you want to share an email? Yes, you can reach, reach out to us on info at lami.world. Yeah, so please feel free to reach out in case you want to embed insurance uh, or you want to create and distribute a product using the Lami API. That's cool. So uh, well done with what you do. And before you let, we let you go, do you have any advice for young insurance professionals who want to start up something and there's a buzzword disrupt? They want to be a part of that new normal. They want to pioneer that new normal. What's the advice that you have for, for them? I mean, you are a young person uh, yourself, but I mean, in terms of experience and exposure and what you've done so far, I mean, you're, you're some steps ahead. Uh, I would say that this is the right time. Uh, it's definitely mm. the time. You know, COVID has really ex- like um, spe- sped up the process of people realizing that they need digital insurance. So if you want to create mm. a, a product, this is definitely the right time. People's mentalities have begun to change. And we're just at the at the point in which it's, I think InsurTech is going to explode. So don't give up and don't be afraid to, to go out there and create this product. I want to visit Kenya soon. What should I be eating when I when, when I come there? <laughs> yeah, I'm from the coast, so we definitely eat a lot of seafood. That's mostly okay. Um, that's most most of the food that we eat: seafood and things cooked with coconut. So it's very very good. Oh wow! Okay. I highly recommend. All right, great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. I've written it down. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I mean, amazing work that you're doing, and. We definitely are rooting for you and we're waiting for you to come to Nigeria. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully I'll be coming there soon. Um, right, great. Yeah, thank you so much. Hi, and welcome to the news update. My name is Opoeoloa. The headlines. Polar wins InsurTech of the Year at Africa Insurance Awards. WhatsApp partners insurer to distribute health insurance in India. NIA recommends inclusion of risk-based capital in 2020 insurance bill. Now, the details. Polar wins InsurTech of the Year at African Insurance Awards. 
The African Insurance Award, organized by African RE, was held on Friday, 18th December 2020 and featured topical discussions relating to the future of insurance on the continent. Apart from being held online for the first time, the great work being done by insurance companies in Africa was for the first time celebrated. Of the four nominees, Pula, an Inchitech re-imaging a Greek insurance for African farmers, was announced as the winner. Other winners on the day include Valentine Ojima, the CEO of FBN Insurance who won CEO of the year, Alpha Direct Boswana who won Innovation of the Year, and Mauritius Union Assurance who won Insurer of the Year. WhatsApp partners insurer to distribute health insurance in India. WhatsApp India has recently announced a distribution partnership with India Insurer SBI General Insurance aiming at bringing health insurance to more Indians as they look to offer more financial services to their large user base in the country. This new development is coming at the back of WhatsApp embedding payment features through WhatsApp Pay and a shopping cart in its app to enable e-commerce transactions. NIA recommends inclusion of risk-based capital in 2020 insurance bill. The Nigerian Insurance Association during its presentation at the public hearing for the 2020 insurance bill has recommended that risk-based capital be included in the new bill. This, according to the association, will help to ensure proper utilization of capital attract investment and increase the contribution of insurance to Nigeria's GDP. Speaking at the hearing, the NIA chairman, Ghaniyu Musa, said the association is convinced that risk-based capital adequacy template is the best fit for the insurance industry in Nigeria, especially given the fact that the 2013 IMF report has prescribed it and the commission agreed with it. It's important to note NICOM has increased the capital requirements for insurance companies to 8 billion naira for life insurance, 10 billion naira for general insurers, and 18 billion for composite insurers. That's it on the news update. Back to Domola and follow me. Hello, Domola and follow me. Trust you guys are doing great. I want to appreciate you for this awesome initiative and for committing your time and resources into coming up with uh, great episodes every fortnight. Uh, listening to the podcast uh, instills in me passion to effect positive change in the insurance industry. And I do hope to be part of you in the nearest future, to be part of what you're doing and to commit myself to it. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate what you are doing. Please don't stop. God bless you. We love you. Cheers. Hi, guys. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm sure that you enjoyed that conversation with Gianna Bass. So fortunately, I wasn't a part of it. But having listened to that conversation, you know that it summed up you know, what we spoke about throughout the year and also during our conference, mm. which was really beautiful. And, and you know, for me, the, the, Gianna Bass was, it felt like she, you know, spoke my mind when I was giving out that 
presentation about um, simplifying insurance at the conference. And um, I liked the fact that, you know, she kept mentioning distribution. And then, you know, she mentioned how to simplify insurance in such a way that you don't just make a one fit size all. You know, you break down insurance and then you find a way to distribute it. And what she's really doing with LAMI is what we've been preaching um, you know, to a lot of insurance company as to how to redefine the redistribution method, you know, and carry insurance to the rural area. I particularly like the fact that she mentioned what inspired her to go into insurance mm. about knowing fully well that some people couldn't even afford the standard health insurance products that were at that time in the market, mm. but they didn't even have the policy in the first place. So, I mean, it's exciting to have had that kind of conversation. It just embodies everything, almost everything rather yeah. that, you know, we we um, spoke about during the conference. Yeah. What about you, Damola? Like, what, what exactly was your own? Uh, I was quite excited to speak with her because, I um, mean, she's a woman doing amazing stuff in the insurance space and not just mm-hmm. an insurer but I mean it's building up an insure tech and really just going head on and saying hey the industry can be better and providing a lot of technology mm-hmm. to, to help the industry you know to do better and be better and so uh, for me from that conversation yeah generally I just feel motivated and I, I feel like I feel like it's a call for as many young people who are listening right uh, you have those ideas yeah. you have those uh, thoughts you don't know how it's going to be you don't know how where to start just start somewhere F- start by writing them down start by looking for yeah. people who are, uh, are like minds to have those conversations with uh, and, and see just you'll be surprised uh, the doors that can open up uh, there are a lot of opportunities in the industry and uh, there's a lot of things that technology can help the industry to achieve and LAMI is, is doing a lot of things. Uh, I mean, generally, I, I just feel excited because this is a young woman, I mean, doing so much in the industry mm-hmm. and this guy is really the beginning for them, for her. And there are a lot more people that can come into this space and do a lot more as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. I like the fact that you said a lot more, which is... Um, which, by the way, I'm, I'm probably just going to throw this challenge out to you know our listeners. You know, there's always a pain point for insurance. I, I wouldn't know if it's um, peculiar around the globe, but I'll say for Nigeria, you know, we've always had issues around um, claims. Claims management has always been a pain point here, and um, this is just you know, I mean, we've had people like startups in the course of. You know, our conversation that we've seen um, startups like Flurry providing health insurance for, you know, immigrants and then providing it for their beneficiaries in their home country, which mm. I think is actually amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. And then, you know, we have um, Hela, who is actually helping to give out loans to people for um, insurance and health insurance, basically. And then we also have Wella, who is actually selling micro health insurance, which I think is actually fantastic. Mm. And then we also have, you know, um, um, th- there's been we just spoke about Lamy, and then there's also Bismarck in Kenya that has also helped to bring in a lot of um, insurance 
um, different type of insurance products. I would like say the junior of insurance, for <laughs> yeah. instance, and I, and I, and that particular um, you know uh, marketing model is actually working over there. Yeah. So I would just like to you know um, throw this out to a lot of oh. Which also we have um, um, Louis. Louis has also started his own, um, you know, micro insurance business in Kenya, strictly for the agri business for now. Which I think that is actually fantastic. These are young people that are coming up with bright ideas, mm-hmm. and they are constantly, you know, penetrating the market. You don't even have to be actively in distribution or sales. You know, there's chorus now. They are specialized in claims fraud, especially in the health insurance space. So, uh, like, again, I was going to throw out this to people. Like, the pain point, again, in insurance, as it stands, it's um, claims management. And it's really actually be good if we can have people that are passionate about insurance, you know, people that are smart, that can come together and, you know, try as much as possible to resolve that that pain point, like see how to simplify claims management. Because at that point where, where we are able to mostly simplify claims management and it doesn't take a whole lot of, you know, tedious process mm-hmm. to pay claims, yeah. would actually win the trust of a lot of people. Like majority of the pop- populace would buy into insurance because, hey, insurance is all about claims yeah. really. <laughs> really and so if you are able to pay my claim i'm, I'm going to spread your i'm going to spread your gospel mm. it's just i mean it's just when we do the mass that's that's exactly how it is so you know why we're having all this startup like damala said people that you know are passionate about insurance and you know young people out there that could come up with you know various ideas you can write it down you can you know um sell it to people that will bring the ideas alive Claims management is just one of the several expos that I can give to you <laughs> from the goodness yeah, of my heart. You can collaborate. You can, and, you can uh, yeah, partner. There are a lot, yeah, of, a lot of conversations yeah. around solutions for the insurance industry. I mean, I've been at engagements around the fintech space, and they're quite keen on the insurance space, and they're looking for solutions that they can throw money at. So why not uh, come up with these ideas, put it together? collaborate with others, bring them together and, and approach those VCs and, and see how we can go. We'll be, I mean, hopefully in, in 2021, doing a lot of things to, to encourage innovation as well in the insured space. So, I mean, watch this space. <laughs> so for 2021, I echo what, what Folume has just said. And I mean, this year has been really, uh, really interesting speaking with uh, a lot of people that she uh, just mentioned during on the podcast and even at the IBS uh, conference 2020 uh, there. And I mean, apart from those startups, I mean, this year we also spoke with uh, some authors. And when you look at uh, yeah. the insurtech space now, uh, there's not. If you look at ten years before now, I don't think there was any literature about insurtech, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So this is a new area, it's a budding area. And so uh, we spoke to a lot of um, thought leaders who are authors as well. Spoke to uh, the amazing Rob Galbraith, the most interesting man in insurance. insurance yes, we spoke yeah. to him about his book, um, The End of Insurance, as we know it. I mean, exactly. I mean, that's the title of the book. You should read that book. Uh, we spoke with Frederick Bisbeon, who spoke at our, our conference, actually. 
his title of his book is Insurance Next. I mean, just talking about digital transformation, you know, for the insurance industry. We spoke to Gilad Shai, uh, who also contributed in the insurance book. These are amazing guests that we we actually spoke with. And, and these are people that are creating literature that the industry can benefit from. Uh, you can grow in. We also spoke with Eunice Minor, who has a book about her journey from being an agent to running an insurtech company today. The title of the book, Sell Me This Pen. I recommend that book to every agent who is listening today. Not just agent, any salesperson that would be yeah. interested <laughs> in, you know. Actually, yes. As, as, as yes. I think it's generally mm. everybody. So it's, it's, an, it's a very inspiring story about, I mean, our growth. Because she joined the industry out of curiosity. <laughs> All right, so... So, so yeah, I mean, these are guys that we spoke with throughout this year, and I mean, talking to them about their book and and why they're passionate about what they do, and these guys are doing amazing work, even in the industry, you know, at the moment. Outside of all of these guys, we still went on to speak to some of the top professionals in the industry. We spoke to the ever smiling Rashida at ABC. <laughs> Who is one of chief the, one of the female leaders in the industry? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, it's an amazing conversation with her. Uh, we spoke with Ade Inka Aderombi, who is head digital transformation at Lidu Assurance. Spoke with Samuel Lumbonu. So all of these guys, they created a lockdown Adi Kaimowitz from South Africa. We just want to say thank you to you guys. You guys made yeah amazing thank you for sharing all that you did thank you for enriching us with your knowledge and freely giving it to us i mean we're better for it and that is what we do here at insurtech business series we encourage learning foster innovation and, and ensure that we create opportunities for, for networking and you know, so so thank you thank you to you guys again like a very big thank you this year, like I said earlier, has been super, super amazing. I mean, of course, we've had our top five most listened conversation. You even need to listen to it to know why it's a top five. But then there are also others that we yeah. wouldn't want you to miss as well. This is one of them. And, um, you know, conversations about how exactly we want to move the industry forward, which I think it's um, important that things are are good to go back and listen to some of um, some of these conversations. You could pick in an idea or two. Who knows that you could, you know, be able to provide solution to your, you know, current job function, or it could actually be generally to the insurance industry. And and I think that they are really really interesting. So to everybody that has in one way or the other contributed to the success of. Um, Asia Tech Business Series where saying thank you our listeners you're amazing you've been amazing all year round our airplays have actually the numbers are increasing you know um, day by day our community on LinkedIn man you guys keep amazing yeah you guys are amazing the numbers are increasing amazing always engaging that yeah, content cool. yeah as much as possible yeah. we are grateful we see you and um, we'll be happy to also get in your shout outs if you're interested. So, hey, this is the final episode for 2020. But 2021 
we're coming to you bigger and better. So um, we would like that you stay tuned and you anticipate. Again, yeah, I remain you. um, your you co-host follow me and with me here Damola thank you wishing you Paris New Year yeah enjoyable <laughs> holidays exactly alright guys bye